Uh, <clears throat> turn with me, if you would, to uh, the book of John. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. The book of John. And uh, I'm going to be reading from the seventh chapter. <clears throat> seventh chapter being in uh but going to begin reading in the sixth verse at the sixth verse we're going to read through the 13th verse this is for our text this morning if you listen to this because our message all of our all my messages are taken out of the text that i read so so this is um it's important that you if you get the text then you you really you'll get my message then jesus said unto them my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The, the world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testified of it that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up into the, uh, to the, this feast. I go not up yet unto, unto I go not up Yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. When he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. But when his brethren went, were gone up, then went he also up into the feast, not openly, but as it were, in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him. For some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he deceiveth the people. Howbeit no man spake, spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you, Lord, for this word, thank you, Lord, that uh, the Lord give us an account of, of everything in his life. First three and a third years of his life here on the earth, he gives us an account of uh, the whole account of it, what happened each and every day. And, Lord, we're thankful for this and, and realizing that he had reasons for what he did and he had reasons for why that he knew a lot of things uh, beforehand was going to happen. And so thereby he chose to, uh, to wait until the time came for, for him to go. And Lord, we know that, uh, that we know that his time came not only to go to this feast, but his time came to, to go to Golgotha's Hill and give his life for, for us, Lord. And we're so thankful for that. Lord, I pray that you'll go with us and take care of us, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Title of my message this morning is, Where is he? That's the title of my message. Where is he? Uh, You know, um, that's a great question to ask. Where is he? Ask it to yourself this morning. Where is he? Let's talk a little bit this morning about the feast where the Jews sought him. Jesus was there, 
but was he invisible? Or did he go in secret where no man knew where he was? They looked for him, but they couldn't find him. But he was there. And uh, and they knew who they were looking for. Some of them were looking for him for different reasons. Some looked for him to, because they they thought a lot of him. Some looked for him because they wanted to kill him. And he knew that. And that's the reason he said, my time has not yet come. He knew that, that they were going to be looking for him uh, to take his life. And so he said, my time's not yet come. So he was there. Was he invisible? Did he go in, did he go in secret where no man knew where he was? There are different reasons why men want to find him. It is a truth. It is a truth that men are once introduced to Christ, they have reasons to want to find him again. Want to, they want to, you know, and, and all this is said to say this, that if you're here today and you seek after Christ, you'll find him because he's here. But where is he? Is he invisible? Is he, uh, is he, uh, uh, is he some, something, uh, uh, could he be sitting in the same pew you're sitting in? But he's here. He's here. No doubt he's here. And, and so maybe you should try to find him today. Maybe you, you may need him today. Try to find him. I want us to consider the many reasons men want to see him again. In our text, these men were angry enough to kill him if, if they found him. Herod had reasons to kill him for he had hated him. In last days, they sought him. The Bible says that they said, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continued as were from the beginning of creation. So where is he today? Everything's just like it was. You know, we, we preached against the second coming of Christ. We pre, I mean, we preached for it. We preached the fact that he's coming back again. But where is he? You know, where is he? I've heard, I've heard some even say in here, I wish he'd come back quicker. I wish he'd come back today. I wish he'd come back right now. But where is he? You know, we, we, we sit and we, we think about, well, where is he today? Well, that's something that, uh, that they said even in the, even in the last days of the scriptures in Peter's day there when they said, uh, uh, uh where's his coming? Well, ever since, ever since, ever since we learned of that, the world has stayed just the same as it is. Nothing has changed in the world. And, and you, you know, we could say that today. We can say that today that nothing has really changed in the world. The world is wicked. The only difference, as I said in my Sunday school class this morning, uh, the only difference is that, you know, there's a great falling away period now at this time, at this time in, in, in history. Great falling away period. And I said, I made a statement at the end of my Sunday school lesson this morning that, um, 
you know that that we uh, uh you know that we we know that 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 things with the first several years of my ministry men worked for him they they, they came to church the lord saved them they was put in a church and and the only thing was on their mind was they they were working for him uh, but now since the last several years I see people are ceasing to work for him, but they begin to work for themselves. And they begin to do things for themselves. They begin to, they begin to shun him and, 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 and not, not want to work, not want to, not want to do things. You know, used to be even, some of you remember this. I mean, I've been around here, I've been here a long time. Uh, some of you remember that there was a time when a lot of people went out on Sunday afternoon. They passed out the little papers, but then they just quit doing it. Just quit doing it. Quit doing it, and got down to the point to where there was nobody passing them out, and and I didn't see no sense in paying somebody the money we did for printing them when nobody was willing to put them out. Just we got stacks of them right back there in that room, stacks of them back there that was, was never put out. But but you know. That's what we're saying today. What's happened? What has happened? Where is he today? You know, he, he knows. Matter of fact, the Lord told us there's going to be a great falling away period. He told us there's going to be a time when men are going to fall away from, from the truth and their priorities are going to be different. And, and, in this day and, and, and we're living in that day. Why, why would any ask that question today? Where is he? Because, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear about him. They don't, they don't want to hear about, they, they want to hear about him. They won't, just like we heard in a funeral this week, you know, was nothing preached in a funeral but the fact that trying to coax people uh, to the Lord, uh, talking about the Lord being a, a special gift and God offers him to people. That, no, there's no teaching in the Bible about that. There's no teaching at all in the Bible about God offering His Son to anybody. And, uh, and so, but the fact is, you see, where is the responsibility that men have? Where's the responsibility that, where, there's a lot of things that we're responsible for and that we, that we're responsible we should be doing, but people, people don't want them. Yeah, oh, if I join your church, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do that. Had somebody tell me that here not too long ago. They said, if, if we come to your church, there's a lot of things we got to do that we, that we don't get, that we, we don't have to do in our church. And I said, well, one of them is, as I sit here and listen to you, one of them is that uh, you get to cuss because he curses. And, uh, and, and I said, but I said, no, I teach against that at our church. And several things, you know, he, he talks about, he said, well, I would have to, uh, I'd have to be a member of the cult, I think he said. You know, but that's not true. That's not true. You know, people, people don't, people don't want to give up what they have in the world. They don't want to give up what they have in the world to follow the Lord. And you even have, Professed Christians today that don't want to give up what they have in the world to follow the Lord. As I said, their priorities are a lot different today. They want to, uh, it could be that there are some who really 
Look for His coming. They, they want to hasten the day if possible. But He's going to come when He's going to come. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says He's going to come when He's going to come. And, and He's not going to tarry. He's going to be here when that time comes. Just like when, when He didn't go to that feast because He knew that they were going to seek to kill Him. And He said, no, I can't. He told His disciples, no, I can't go now because my time <coughs> has not come yet. Jesus had a time for everything. He, it's just like clockwork. Whatever he did while he was here on the earth was just like clockwork. He, he did exactly what he came here to do. He knew what he had, <coughs> he knew what he had to do when he came here. He knew, he knew, he knew every second, every minute of, of time that he, what he had to do while he was here. And he realized that time right there when they all went up to the feast, he realized that time right there was not time for him to go because he knew that they would be trying to hasten his time to kill him, and he knew that it wasn't time for them to do that. Matter of fact, there's one uh, a scripture that says that says he just he just vanished. He just he just went out among the people, and people didn't even see him. You know, he was just invisible. Well, that's the way he is today as far as our eye, our natural eyes is concerned. I don't need my eyes fixed to see Jesus because I see him without my eyes. I've, I've never, I've never seen Christ as he walked up on the earth, but I've seen him in, in faith. I've seen him in hope. I've, I've seen him in cherished moments when I can talk to him, but yet these eyes have never seen him. You know, you, you, you don't, you don't need good eyes to see him because he's right where he was, uh, uh, right where he went, uh, uh, uh what, uh, 2000 years ago. He's right where he is today, his right hand throne of father. But yet he's here too because he's omnipresent. He's here too. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's at the, he's right here. Where is he? Where is he? Ask, ask yourself that question today. Where is he? Well, he's right here. <clears throat> Job said, behold, I go forward, but he's not there. He said, I go backward, but I cannot perceive him on the left hand where he doeth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right, but I cannot see him, but he knoweth the way that I take. That's what Job said in the 23rd chapter, verses 8 and through 10. He said, I, I looked for him, I looked for him in the front, I didn't see him. I looked for him in the back, I couldn't find him. I looked for him on the right and the left, and I couldn't find him. But amazingly, he knows exactly where I am. He knows exactly what I'm going through. He knows exactly uh, of what's happening to me. But Job's friends didn't know. Job's friends didn't look for him when they gave advice. Job's friends, you know, a lot of people today don't look for the Lord when they give advice. They just give advice according to what the world is, how the world is. They they just they just get they just give advice you know as I, as, as I was telling uh, 
um, Griffin and Allie, as I counseled with them this week, uh, as I was telling them, you know, uh, God, uh, 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 God knows what, what they're doing. He knows what's going to happen. He knows everything. God knows everything and he, he knows exactly when everything's going to take place and what's going to happen during that time. He knows. And so thereby, you know, God knows everything. That's what Job said. Job said, it's amazing. I don't see him in front of me. I don't see him in the back of me. I don't see him on the right hand side. I don't see him on the left hand side. But I know he's there to, uh, plot out my way. The bride said, Here's what the bride said. That's the bride of Christ. The bride said, The watchman that goeth about the city found me, to whom I said, Saw ye him, whom my soul loveth, Song of Solomon, 3 and verse 3. He said, I, Throughout the city, he said, You've been throughout the city, and you claim you found him, but where, but, but, uh, did you see him, the one that my soul loveth? Your soul loves, if you're saved today, you love the Lord. You should be interested in where He is. You should be interested where He is in the morning. You'd be interested where He is tomorrow at lunch. Tomorrow night when you get off of work, you should be interested to know where He is. Where is He? Is He riding in the car with you home? Well, you, you didn't get a wreck, have a wreck and get killed. You know, how, how, how many, how many people do you think that they just had a three car wreck out there on, behind Paul Thigpen this week? They diverted traffic around. I, I, I go down 292 every morning uh, coming here to church and they diverted me back over to 280 and around because they had a three car wreck down here. I don't, I never did hear where anybody got hurt or not in it. But they had a three-car pileup down there behind Paul Thigpen on 292. But somebody said, well, how come there have been a lot of wrecks in that area? But praise God, I've been around that curve many, many times, every day, twice every day. And so far, I haven't found nobody on my side of the road. Where is he? I, I believe he's watching over me. I believe he's taking care of me. I believe he's taking care of me when I get in that car and go. I believe he's taking care of me when I walk in this building. <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't know how many of you have, have ever been here and, and silent for a long This building makes a lot of noise. I'm telling you, you'll be, I'll be sitting back there and I swear. I said, I said, somebody just came in that front door. I hear people talking. You say, well, you're going crazy. <clears throat> no, I, I, I hear people talking. I've, I've, I've talked down. Well, I heard, uh, the, the, uh, uh, bathroom door, the women's bathroom door open the other day. Somebody went in there and used it and flushed it and then left. And I learned later on that day, it was somebody from the school over there. They come over here to use the bathroom. They do, they do that a lot. <clears throat> but, uh, so far he's protected me. I know I was threatened one time. 
And I'm, I'm going to have to honestly say I carried a gun that day because I was threatened. But I carried a gun that day, but nothing happened to me. Let me tell you, folks, this is a this is where where is he? Where is he today? Where is he in your life? Or where are you in his life? You see, where where is he? We could ask that question. <clears throat> he has the bride been found today? And is she looking for the bridegroom whom her soul loves? It is going to be a glorious day when she does see him. Is she looking for him? We might ask this again. Where is he? He is where he has always been since way back to the Father. He is at the mercy seat where he is ready to hear our cry. He is in this book that I preach to you. He's in this book today that I preach to you. He he is in the church today, and he's there every Lord's Day. He was at his table a few weeks ago, but some didn't care to come and meet him. No. We had a table set for him. He had a table set for us. He is in the field where we should be working for him. He told us one time, he said, look out there. He said, it's it's ripe. You think that's no good anymore? You think that's no good? No sense in me going out there today? No sense in me witnessing? No sense in me passing out a track or anything like that? <clears throat> I pick up these uh, um, programs that people leave on the seats. The bulletins. Sometimes I take those to to McDonald's and I pass them out there. And people will say, well, why do you do that? Well, I had one lady come to me one day. She said, I enjoy that little bulletin. I, I don't know. But where is he? Where is he in our life and where are we in his life today? He's where he's always is. <clears throat> he is in the field where we should be working for him. He is in the furnace where he was when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Where was he that day? He was in the furnace that day with them. What was he? Well, is he in your fiery trials? Is he in the furnace with you in your fiery trials? Well, I haven't had a trial in a long time. You better sit down and find out why. <clears throat> because he tries his people. I was telling the Sunday school class this morning where most of you, a lot of you in here is in that class. I was telling the Sunday school class this morning that I was typing. I, all, all I use my computer for back there is, is for word processing. I don't use it for nothing else. I don't have internet on it. I don't have nothing else on it. And I was typing along, you know, like I done my fingers are getting to work anymore. Some of them are faster than others. I don't know if it's where I'm getting old or what it is. But anyway, I was typing along and I always go back 
and see what I typed and make sure, you know, if I made any mistakes, I correct them. So I looked at my paper. As a matter of fact, it was this message right here. I looked at my paper, and right in the middle of what I just typed was one of those emojis, or whatever they call them, of O-M-G. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? I don't have nothing like that on my computer. I don't even have nothing like that. I don't even have that on my cell phone. I still use a flip phone. I don't have nothing like that on my cell phone. But yet, when I looked up right in the center of the uh, what I did, the paragraph I just typed, right in the center of that paragraph was the emoji, whatever they call it, and right beside it had OMG. What did I say last week in Sunday school? I told them last week in Sunday school, I hate it when people, when people blaspheme God and use His name in vain. Let me tell you, that OMG, you're using God's name in vain. I don't care. Some of you kids may say, well, it's proper. It's not proper. Though some of those slang things they use, and some of that is not proper. But let me tell you, when you, when you're in that trial that God has tried you, where is He? He should be right there in the fire with you. Just like He was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was in the fire with them. And He's with you every day if you're one of His children. You'll say, well, I just don't know. I tell you, when your priorities are messed up, He's with you. When your priorities say that I'd rather go and do this than to go to the Lord's house, go to my church and serve the Lord. When you have a greater priority that you feel like that you need to go to, maybe some family thing or something like that, He's there. He knows. He knows. He's with you if you're saved. He knows. The Bible says He's near to all who call upon Him. Let me ask you a question today. Where is He according to you today? Where is He according to you today? Is He at the bottom of your priorities? Just like I heard somebody say on television... Say, well, you know our priorities should be. I was on Fox and Friends one morning. That that girl that's on there, she said, well, you know, it should it should always be family, God, and pleasure. And oh, I started shouting at the TV. Rhonda said, what are you doing? What are you doing talking to them? They can't hear you. I said, it's not family. God and pleasure. It's God, family, and pleasure. But where are your priorities today? Where are your priorities today? Listen to me. Where are your priorities today? Is God at the bottom of your priorities? Is He at the bottom of your joy? 
This afternoon, I'm going to be preaching on full of joy. Is he at the bottom of your priorities, of your joy? What, what do you find joy in? You find joy in coming to church? No, you don't. If you found joy in being in the Lord's house, you'd be here every time the door's open. That's where my joy is. I, I can't wait to get here on Wednesday night. I can't wait to get here every morning. My, my body will only stand about three or four hours of, of typing on that typewriter because my, my neck starts hurting and my shoulders start hurting. I have to give it up. But I can't wait to get here and make them tired. Where are your priorities? Is His Spirit in your words and your actions? Is He in the lead? And are you following Him? Or do you follow the whims of others? You listen, you follow the whims of others sometimes. You're not following Him. Others say, well, you should do this. Just like the lady said on Fox and Friends, you should put family first. No, you should put God first in your life. The angel can tell you where he is. I mean, sorry, the angels can tell you where he is. They declare him to be in the bosom of the Father. The angels do. The angels know where he is today. He's in the center of glory. He is on the throne of glory. He is at the seat of mercy. The Bible teaches us to seek Him, to seek the Lord while He is, can be found, and call upon while He is, He can be near, while He is, while He is near. Isaiah 55 verse 6. Call upon Him while He's, while He can be found, while He's near. But He's here today. He's here today. No, no, no greater place than to be where God is. Talk to Him. I come, I come here and pray sometimes. I don't do it every day, but I come here and pray. And if I get right down there in that, in that pew, in front of that pew there and pray, God's right there. He's right there. I know. I talk to Him. I know He's real. I know He's there. And I know I talk to Him. Just like I know Satan is real too. I try not to talk to him. But sometimes he'll, just like that uh, thing that came up on my, what I was typing, I, I wished I'd printed it out to, so I could show it to people. I didn't think nothing about it. I just deleted it. Went back and I blackened it and deleted it. And... uh but I, I, I think, and I said I should have printed it out. See, I know the devil's present. The devil's present right here today. 
He's present right here today. He's right here. He's just waiting to pounce on somebody after this service is over with. He's here. I pray that you know that, understand that, and realize that Jesus is near today. Where is he? He's right here, near today. Where will he be tomorrow? He'll still be near tomorrow too. He doesn't, he doesn't have a hand that he can't reach you. He doesn't have an arm. He doesn't have an arm that is short, so short that it can't reach out and help you. That's what Isaiah says. How much are we interested in that? How much are we? All right, let's sing a verse of song.